our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. I was taking an interesting-looking book from the bookshelf when suddenly I saw a face peering back at me. Wait a minute. Oh, God! Not him! I quickly hid my face behind a book, but too late. He'd already seen me. Duh. What was I thinking? Now I looked even more pathetic. You must be wondering why I was desperately avoiding this dude. Well, this wasn't just any dude. It was my ex-boyfriend, Owen. Talk about a day ruined. Oh, hi, Owen. I didn't see you there. Um, are you here by yourself? Oh, no. I'm here with my girlfriend. There she is. Hey, babe. I'm here. I turned around and... Jeez! My day just went from bad to catastrophic. How on earth did they end up together? Yep. I knew that girl. She's Mila, my stepsister. Oh, let me tell you about her. Actually, before we became stepsisters, Mila and I went to the same high school together. But we weren't close or anything. But out of the blue, my mom and Mila's dad somehow got together and soon got married. I tried being friendly towards her, but no matter what I did, she remained cold and unpleasant towards me. She even forbid me from telling anyone at school that we were family. And she started to compete with me for team tryouts, in tests, everything. Then, one day, after a few months of living together, she informed our parents that she was moving in with her mom and switching schools. Why, you ask? Well, because she couldn't stand living with me anymore. I'm not gonna lie. Hearing her say that hurt like crazy. All I'd been was nice to her. But fine, if that's what she wanted to do, then whatever. And like I said, that guy over there is my ex, Owen. We used to date when I was a sophomore and he was a senior. But then he dumped me for the most ridiculous reason ever. Well, back then, I was on a strict diet. Every time we went out for some food, I would order a depressing-looking salad, and Owen would order a delicious hamburger with fries on the side. So... I always snuck a fry or two from his plate, and a couple of bites out of his burger. But I mean, sharing is something totally normal in a relationship, right? But, well, Owen didn't think so. So just like that, he ended things with me, then went away to college. But now he was back in town for summer break, and he was dating my stepsister. Ugh. Oh, hey Amy. Long time no see. Oh yeah, I hope you don't mind, but... I'm with Owen now? Ugh! 
I hate her sarcasm. And did she have to latch onto his arm and stroke his hair? What about you, Amy? Are you seeing anyone at the moment? There was no way I was going to tell them I was single. That would be so embarrassing. So I flipped my hair then started bragging about my awesome older boyfriend, a mature guy who has the face of a movie star and the body of a Calvin Klein model. Wrinkles started to form between Mila's eyebrows. <laughs> In your face? But then Owen suddenly said, Great. How about a double date tomorrow night? What? Great idea, babe. I want to meet the lucky guy who stole my sister's heart. <laughs> my God, they weren't joking. Ugh, I had no other choice but to agree. Darn it. Where was I going to find a handsome older guy by tomorrow? Amy, are you trying to wear away that table? Oops, I'd been so preoccupied with my dating dilemma. I hadn't realized I'd been cleaning the same table for 20 minutes. Hey, but wait. I took a closer look at my manager's face. Jake is handsome, older than me, and he's single. My God, I'd found my fake boyfriend. Now I just needed to persuade him. But he's way too serious to help with this stupid situation. Hmm, I did know he was on the search for his perfect girlfriend as I'd overheard him complaining about the disastrous dates he's been on. Cue my perfect plan. After we closed the coffee shop, I volunteered to clean up so I had an excuse to stay late with Jake. Um, hey Jake, my boyfriend Owen has an intelligent, gorgeous-looking sister who I want to introduce you to. At first he wasn't interested, so I showed him Mila's prettiest picture. Holy moly! That's his sister? Jeez, why so surprised? Mila is not that beautiful. Whatever, at least I had his attention. I asked him if he wanted to go on a double date, and he immediately agreed. Yes, jackpot! So, my plan worked. But the only issue was that my fake boyfriend thinks he was on a date with Mila, and that I was with Owen, when in reality, they were actually both together. But no worries, I could pull this off, right? So for our double date, we all went bowling. Jake took an instant liking to Mila and tried to impress her with his bowling skills. Me, on the other hand, sucked at bowling and got constantly teased by Owen. So when it was his turn and he misjudged his throw and threw the ball straight in the gutter, I had loads of fun teasing him back. To be honest, I was enjoying hanging out with him. And please, don't get me started with his looks. <sighs> He's definitely grown more handsome with time. Suddenly, it was my turn again, and Owen was asking me if I wanted him to show me how to throw a bowling ball correctly. I timidly said yes. So he stood behind me, touched my hand, and showed me. Oh my god, my whole body was heating up, and I could feel that Owen was blushing too. Hang on. I think I still have feelings for him. Mila didn't deserve him. He should be with me. Overall, the double date was a big success. Jake didn't suspect a thing. And not only that, but he also helped keep Mila away from Owen so that I had a chance to win him back. But then a few days later, Jake told me that he really liked Mila 
and asked me if I could set them up on a date, but this time only the two of them. What? He actually liked Mila? Of course, I couldn't set them up. It was impossible, because Mila was with Owen. So, reluctantly, I suggested another double date. He agreed, but this time he insisted that we went out for a romantic dinner. Fine. Everything was okay at first, but then Owen placed his arm around Mila while she fed him some of her mashed potatoes. I glanced over at Jake and saw the dumbfounded look on his face. I needed to separate them quickly, so I asked Mila to come to the bathroom with me. Oh, Owen is such a great guy. He's so thoughtful, and he always treats me like a princess. Ugh, she's so annoying. Well, enjoy him while you can, because he would soon be mine again. When I walked out of the bathroom, Jake ran over to me and dragged me into a corner. Owen and Mila are really strange, don't you think? Are you hiding something from me? What? <coughs> I would never. They're just close siblings, that's all. Oh, and by the way, I talked to Mila in the bathroom, and she thinks you're a great guy. Of course, that was a big fat lie. If I was Pinocchio, my nose would be as long as an entire baseball bat. But at least Jake was buying it, because he looked so thrilled. We went back to the table and continued this so awkward dinner. Suddenly, Owen and Mila started calling each other Buttercup, Cutie Pie, and other disgusting nicknames. Jake and I just sat there with super awkward faces. Hey, Mila, you and Owen seem to be pretty close. Have you always been this way? Of course. We just can't get enough of each other, can we, sweet stuff? She looked at Owen with dreamy eyes and kissed him on the cheek. Yes, on the freaking cheek! I looked over to Jake and, yep, he looked so horrified. But maybe he hadn't figured out they aren't siblings. Ugh, who am I kidding? Of course he'd figured it out. After the double date, he yelled at me for tricking him. I explained to him that I really like Owen and that I was trying to win him back. What about you? Do you like Mila? Jake silently thought for a minute, then nodded. He really likes Mila a lot. So I suggested that we should team up to break the couple up. And Jake agreed. I told Jake that Mila is into photography and also has professional equipment. So he messaged her asking if she could take photos of the coffee shop for his online page. And Mila said yes. While that was going on, I turned into a complete creep and followed Owen just so I could accidentally bump into him at the bakery. Then we had some croissants and talked about the old days. I thought it would be fun spending a whole day with Owen, but no. On the contrary, it soon began to get boring, kind of annoying even. Turns out, his personality hadn't changed at all. He kept his food out of biting distance of me and still told the lamest jokes. Listen to this. What do you call a sad coffee? A depresso. <sighs> now I regret buying him that coffee. Maybe I should reconsider this. I mean, do I really want this boring guy back? Then he told me he was planning a special surprise for Mila, and he wanted to discuss it with me over dinner at his place. When I was in the kitchen helping him to cook, he suddenly lunged forward and tried to kiss me. Huh? What? 
I was so startled that I threw some carrots in his face. Oh my god, my plan actually worked and Owen had fallen for me. What about Mila? I thought this whole meeting was about a surprise for her. And that was when Owen came clean to me. He had no surprise planned for Mila. That was just a ruse to get me here. Also, turns out the time we met at the bookstore wasn't by chance. Owen had been stalking me. What? Creep! He also knew that Mila was my stepsister, so he purposely got with her to make me jealous. Amy, it's you that I love. It's always been you. What? Hearing him say that gave me the shivers. Well, now at least one thing's for sure. Any feelings I thought I had for him had 100% evaporated. Letting you go was a big mistake. Please come back to me. Mila means nothing to me. I don't care about her at all. Oh, wow. Owen is a massive jerk. How dare he take advantage of Mila's feelings like that? Ugh, I needed to warn her. But before doing that, I had to give him a piece of my mind. Let me make this clear. I only went on a double date with you guys because I didn't want to lose to Mila. Nothing else. May I remind you that you're the idiot that split up with me? Oh, and your jokes are really lame. And that's it. Owen just stood there with a bewildered look on his face, and I left. I ran straight to the cafe shop where Mila was, and blurted out the whole truth about how Owen was just using her to make me jealous. I can't believe you're doing it again! What do you mean by that? Don't act all innocent. You're stealing my boyfriend again! Huh? What did she mean by again? Turns out back then, Mila had a crush on Owen. So, when Owen and I started dating, she got real mad. And that's why she was always so cold with me. I didn't know. I swear. If I knew that, I would never have dated him. Ugh, just stop. I know you can't stand losing to me. Just leave me alone. I don't want anything to do with you. <sighs> I give up. Talking to her was pointless. But then Jake suddenly spoke up. Mila, she's trying to protect you. If she didn't care about you, then she'd just let you be with that jerk. But no, she told you the truth even though she knew you'd probably react like this. Because that's what sisters do. They protect each other. Mila fell quiet for a bit, but then realized Jake was right. So we sat together and had a long, serious talk. There were laughter, tears, and copious amounts of hot chocolates, but in the end we finally seemed to understand each other. So that was it. After all the drama, Mila and I put aside our feud and made up. At first, Mila was kind of sad about what Owen did to her. Luckily, Jake kept her company, and she soon opened up to him, and their relationship developed. And now they're dating. Yahoo! About me, I may still be single, but I'm okay with that. The main thing is that after all these years of hating and competing, Mila and I made up. I don't have a boyfriend, but I have something better. I have my sister back. This was my first ever day at high school, and naturally, I'm owning it. 
I mean, who wouldn't want to befriend someone as beautiful and friendly as me? By lunchtime, I already had loads of new friends, and everyone flocked around me to hear stories about my amazing life. I soon became super popular at school. I was the gorgeous, enchanting blonde beauty. Do you know what the best part was? Boys started noticing me too. Even the captain of the basketball team, Mitch, took a liking to me. It makes sense. I mean, obviously, the best-looking boy in the school is going to be interested in the best-looking girl. And guess what? He's following me on my way home right now. Stalking me much, huh? Just wait for it. It seemed like my new life here in this school was going to be awesome. Well, well, Mandy. That was not an easy question, but you answered it perfectly. Great work. See? I'm not just a pretty face. I'm also one of the smartest students in the school. My admirers grew and grew. It seemed like everyone wanted to spend time with someone as perfect as me. Here, I was telling my new friends about how at first, people sometimes misjudge me, as I come from a well-educated and extremely successful family. My parents are super wealthy individuals who encourage me to always be the best version of myself and strive hard to never let them down. Hey, Mandy, pardon me, but how come you never wear designer clothes or use anything expensive? She looked down at my tatty-looking sneakers. I see why it might seem a little peculiar, but you see, I dress this way because my parents value the importance of being humble. That's also how I live. Goodness is better than beauty, right? Then I pulled out my phone and showed them the grades from my last school. Everyone gasped at me for being so excellent. I was loved, admired, adored. But of course, being this amazing meant that there's just gotta be quite a few kids being jealous of me. I mean, I suppose I couldn't blame them. After all, I dazzled like a diamond while they were just dull and ordinary. One time after an exam, as soon as the teacher left, this girl called Layla stood up and said, Mandy cheated. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw it too. She checked her phone during the exam. Everyone was gasping in shock. Right at that moment, the class president, Marshall, shouted, Hey, he quit it. We all know Mandy's a great student. There's no way she cheated. Huh, that's what I'm talking about. Layla and Susan must be bursting with envy that their petty plan to ruin me didn't work. And the class president, hmm... He came out of nowhere to protect me. He must be another one of my many admirers. But sorry, Marshall. I'm way out of your league. A girl like me needed a handsome, rich, mature kind of guy. These boys at school are cute, but they're just boys. They're beneath me. One time I was in a rush and didn't have time to search my locker, so I accidentally took the wrong textbook with me to class. Seeing my mistake... Layla and Susan immediately jumped in. Uh-oh, what's this? We thought Miss Perfection here never messed anything up. I didn't even have a chance to say anything, as this Beth girl spoke up. Hey, cut it out! Who doesn't make mistakes once in a while, huh? Here, you can share mine. Oh, wow, this girl was kind of nice. It was good to have an ally to deal with Layla and Susan. So, at lunchtime, I joined Beth's table. We started chatting, and she was clearly fascinated by how amazing my life was. Great, now I had a faithful sidekick. 
Hey, Beth, help me do the homework for today, okay? Uh, again? I have to attend a very important party with my parents tonight. There will be politicians and plutocrats. I won't have time to do homework. Now I have to go home early to get dressed and do my makeup. Bye! I didn't need to turn around to see her funny, bewildered face. She looked like that every time I asked her to do my homework. But it was worth it. Right, Beth? She got to hang out with the hottest prodigy in school. Me! So a little bit of extra homework was a small price to pay for such a privilege. You know, to me, that homework was nothing. I just didn't have time for it. I had to admit that having Beth around was very convenient. She made sure my grades stayed top of the class, leaving me time to play polo, go to the golf club, and attend charity functions with my parents. She also let me borrow her dresses, bags, makeup, and this super cute pair of high heels. My friends admired me, strangers idolized me, my teachers adored me, and I had a wonderful, loyal best friend. Life was perfect. Until one day, as I was shimmying along the hallway, I noticed something odd. People weren't giving me their usual looks of adoration. Instead, they were turning their noses up at me. Huh? What was happening? Hey, Beth, do you know what's going on? People are acting really weird. She just shrugged. I don't know. Let's see. I tried to tell myself that it was no big deal, but I couldn't shake off the feeling that something was wrong. Then later that day, my worst fears were confirmed. As I entered the classroom, Marshall came over to me and waved his phone in my face. Good game, Miss Perfect. Turns out you're just a big fat liar. I looked at his phone and saw a long post with a lot of photos attached. There's a big title saying, The Truth About Mandy the Liar, and each photo came with a caption. Mandy's house is actually very ordinary. She lives with her grandparents. There are no luxurious mansions or wealthy parents. When Mandy just came to the school, she made friends with everyone, bragging about her fame, fortune, and popularity. I don't know who she is. So what if we just shared the same path to the bus stop? Who said that I intend to get acquainted with her? Her transcript from her old school isn't even hers. She's just photoshopped her name on it. Every time she stood up to answer a question or take a test, she cheated, so she got a good grade. God, all this? How did they know? It felt like my heart had lodged in my throat, and my mind was spinning. My eyes blurred when I saw Layla and Susan approaching me. I stared at them in shock. Mandy, honestly, we don't hate you. It's just that we realized your stories were ridiculous. So we decided to find out the truth. That's right. But you sure did cover your tracks. We couldn't find a thing. Hang on. So who found these pieces of evidence? I did. Right at that moment, my so-called best friend appeared, followed by the homeroom teacher. Mandy, I know you think I'm some desperate wannabe you can control, but no! I soon worked out that everything you said was a lie, so I gathered evidence to prove it. Everyone was gawping at me with disappointment. I felt completely overwhelmed by the situation. This couldn't actually be happening. I pinched my arm. Ouch! It was as painful and as real as what was going down before my eyes right now. Beth continued. 
It's not good for you to live a lie like this. Who even are you? Ah! Reality images started flooding into my mind, making my brain feel like it was going to explode. I grabbed my head and ran out of the classroom. When I opened my eyes, I found myself in the hospital. The homeroom teacher was sitting next to me, and my grandparents were also there. They all looked very disappointed. Mandy, the principal was very angry and was about to expel you. But it was Beth and her friends who convinced him to let you stay. What? Beth? But she was the one who exposed me. Noticing my surprise, the teacher continued. After seeing your reaction... Beth realized that perhaps you had a psychological problem, so she convinced us to help bring you to the hospital for diagnosis. I looked up at my grandparents. They were all in tears. Unexpectedly, I burst out crying. I longed so much to have a dream life full of fame, riches, and admirers that I drew a vision for myself in another reality. I was so absorbed in that illusory scenario that I forgot my own reality. This was last month, and I'm currently on medication for my delusions, and I'm also seeing a therapist. Right now, I'm on my way to see Beth, Layla, Susan, and Marshall. No, I'm not making it up. I really am meeting them. Oh gosh, there they are. This is scary, but it's something I've got to do. So I took a deep breath, then taking my therapist's advice, I spoke from the heart. Hi guys, thanks for coming. Firstly, I want to apologize for lying. The truth is, I've lived the lie so much that I could no longer distinguish what was real and what wasn't. My therapist helped me see that this all began after I lost my parents. Part of my subconscious craved for this dream life so badly that I created a new one. This way I didn't have to accept the truth, which is that my parents have passed away and... I live with my dirt-poor grandparents. When I finished talking, I looked at them, half expecting them to shout at me or something, but... Instead, Beth smiled at me and said, It took a lot of guts to come here and say that. I'm sorry, too. I shouldn't have outed you like that, but I didn't know you were ill. Same. I'm proud of you. Me, too. Me, three. Now, when are we going to order cake? <laughs> <laughs> So, what now? Well, I'm still taking my medication and talking to my therapist. I can now tell the difference between the make-believe and reality. Also, I'm back at school, and my teachers and classmates have all been really welcoming. Better still, I now have some awesome friends who like me for me. And you know what? It turns out that living in reality isn't actually so bad after all. I entered the apartment to see four sets of eyes gawping at me. Hang on, I know Ned and Philip from my math class, and the girl currently giving me a snooty look while twirling her hair around her finger was Jessica. Well, I didn't actually know her, but her wealthy and snobbish reputation preceded her. Then lastly was that emo kid. What was his name again? Deciding to break the uncomfortable silence, I said, Oh, hey, so guess you guys are also in detention? No one replied, though they surely heard me. Whoa, okay. 
This atmosphere was tense, and I thought I'd always been the awkward one. Honestly, I don't even know why I'm being made to do this weird detention. All I did was accidentally and poorly throw the dodgeball in the gym teacher's face. Then, when I was about to apologize, my tongue slipped. But, but, aren't you supposed to be the toughest since you're the gym teacher? I mumbled. Naturally, she was livid. So I ended up in the principal's office, and he handed me a piece of paper with an apartment address on it and said, Go here for your detention. You'll stay here until you've learned your lesson. Huh? What type of unspecific instructions were those? Before I could ask him any more, he shooed me out of his office. Now, here I am in this random apartment with these untalkative kids. As I looked at them, I couldn't help but wonder what they'd done to end up here, especially when Ned was an excellent student. Did he make the wrong move in the chess club or something? <laughs> We continued the whole staring at each other in silence routine. But then the door burst open and stormed in Gwen, our school's resident carefree tomboy. She sneered out. Good evening, babies. Great. Now I was stuck sharing a living space with a girl renowned for playing pranks such as toilet papering the principal's car and filling the biology lab with live frogs. But seriously, how were we at her truancy level? Let's see who we have here. Gwen rubbed her hands as she walked around and stared at us. Princess Jessica? Oof, how come? She raised an eyebrow and grinned sarcastically. Just sit down and shut up. Gwen gave him a dirty look. This isn't basketball. You're not the captain here, jock. Then she squared up to him. Ned turned pale. Jessica rolled her eyes, and the emo boy, well, He was busy sketching something and clearly chose to ignore our existence. We'd only been here for less than an hour, and the last thing we needed was a fist fight, so I stepped in between them. Pulling a wry face, Gwen said, What's this? Little Miss Friendly? Look, we're all stuck here and we don't know for how long, so let's at least try to be civil. Let's try talking it out. So, I'm Ashley and. I'm here because of a misunderstanding with a gym teacher and a dodgeball. Jeez, nobody cares. I can't believe I have to be here with these people. Jessica stood up and left. Pfft, I'm with Miss Popular on this one. Ned sneered before he also left. And the emo boy, too. Then Gwen rasped and disappeared. There was only Philip and me left in the room. Hmm, he was meant to be handsome and stuff. But looking at him now, I didn't think so. Ugh, this awkward silence was insufferable. This was just like that movie, The Breakfast Club, but much worse, and in much longer time. <sighs> Who on earth had to pack clothes for detention? I had no idea how long I had to stay here for. So I decided to go to bed. I walked into the girls' room to see that both of the beds next to the window were already occupied. Bummer, they'd taken the best spots. I reluctantly got into the only bed left and hoped that tomorrow wouldn't suck as much as today had. The next morning, I woke up to yelling. Huh? I rubbed my eyes and yawned. It was still far too early. I went out into the corridor to see what was going on. 
and saw Jessica and Ned arguing over the apartment's only bathroom. Jessica wanted to apply her makeup, while Ned really needed to go. Then Philip watched on and butted in on occasion to say something dumb. Why don't you use some of your nerdy mathematics to solve your problem? The only reason you need to spend so long applying makeup is because you're ugly. Ooh, burn! Philip laughed. Suddenly, the bathroom door slammed shut. They rushed over to it and tried opening it to no avail. Ten minutes later, the emo kid stepped out. Jessica screamed at him. How dare you! My personal stuff is still in there! I watched on, wide-eyed. OMG, these people were ridiculous. How was I meant to live with them? In the end, we eventually came to an agreement about the bathroom's rule. It was first come, first serve, but each of us could only have the throne for a max 15 minutes. Being in such a small space with people I barely knew was always going to be problematic, but not having our phones as a distraction made it so much harder. We had one TV, but there's only one lousy channel on it. No one cleaned up. No one seemed to get along. Ugh, seriously? When will this end? All of the constant dirt and arguing was driving me nuts. But then the final straw was this one time when I was washing my face, the cleansing foam accidentally got into my eyes to wipe it out. But to my horror, when I opened my eyes... So I quickly reached for a towel. I saw myself holding someone's sock instead. Yuck! After that, I gathered everyone and threw the sock onto the floor and said, We need to sort out order, as I can't live like this anymore. It's gross. Jessica snorted. Who are you to boss around? No one cares what you think. Before I even had a chance to say anything back, Ned piped in that Jessica was just a dumb rich girl who never lifted a finger. Then Gwen jumped up to her feet and started shouting for no reason. Philip gave me this smirky know-it-all look that made me want to scream. Then he actually lobbed a basketball at me, which almost took my head off. Then, ignoring the others, I started shouting at him. The only one who stayed quiet was the emo boy. You aren't even that pretty. In fact, I've seen more attractive slugs. I heard Ned say to Jessica, Hmm, that was a bit much, wasn't it? I mean, it was obvious Ned only teases Jessica because he has a huge crush on her. Jessica huffed as she tossed her hair behind her back, then stormed off to her room. Man, this place sucks. At least lunchtime had arrived. So I made myself a delicious-looking burger, then quickly went to the bathroom. When I returned, I couldn't believe it. Philip was taking a bite out of my burger. I screamed at him, but then he shrugged, then said he'd make me a new one. And like a decade later, my replacement lunch finally arrived. And Philip was smiling at me strangely and watched on as I bit into it. Ew! I lifted up the top of the bun to see a raw piece of beetroot. Ugh. I was so fed up with everyone that I went to bed super early that night. Only, when I woke up the next day, both Jessica and Gwen burst out laughing at me. I hurried to the bathroom and checked out my face. Oh no. Turns out someone had drawn on my pillow, and now I had ink all over my face. I had to scrub my face for ages to get it off. Then Philip wouldn't quit laughing at me. 
I knew he was responsible. Ugh! Such a jerk! And on the other hand, we also had the emo kid that I was seriously getting sick of. He never said or did anything. Instead, he just sat there, usually wearing his stompy boots and looking all moody. I mean, why wear those sweaty-looking boots when he's stuck inside? It was about time he spoke up, so I came up with a prank to get him talking. When the emo kid was in the shower, Ned and I filled his beloved boots with mayo. A little later, I heard some loud thump. Then the emo kid did a weird walk across the room with his foot covered in mayo while clutching one of his boots. Have you lost your mind? He shouted. And not gonna lie, I was intimidated by this other side of him. Then out of nowhere, Jessica appeared. She turned to me and shoved my shoulder. That was too much, don't you think? Oh no, you didn't. I wasn't gonna let someone like her speak to me like that and get away with it. So I struck a defensive pose and glared at her. We ended up in a stare-off when suddenly I felt arms pulling me back. It was Philip. I tried flailing free of his grip, which caused him to lose his balance, and he accidentally elbowed Gwen. Oh, you're done, Jock! Soon, Jessica and I were pulling each other's hair, and Gwen and Philip were shoving each other. It was mayhem! Stop! All of you! It was the emo kid. He glared at us with rage. You're acting like immature brats! Well, that was unexpected. But I guess it worked. As a few seconds later, we started cleaning up the mess we'd made. We knew something needed to change, so at dinner, we all sat around the table and tried to sort things out. The others were all staring down at their food and not talking, so I decided to go first. So, I'm here because I don't always react well to certain situations. I don't know, I guess I find it hard to make friends. I trailed off. Then Ned spoke up. The only word my mom seems to know nowadays is study, study, study. I feel like all I am to her is a grade. So when I got a B in English lit, I ripped it up in front of the teacher. That's the story. Jessica flicked back her hair then said, Try having all the money you could ever want, but the most neglectful parents ever. I bet they still haven't noticed that I've been stuck here with you losers for days now, just because I told some girl her skirt was hideous. I was doing her a favor. Poof. Then Philip blurted out, My father wanted me to be strong and manly just like him. I don't want to be like him, but I'm worried I will be, and that I won't be able to do anything about it. So I skipped basketball practice, got into an argument with coach and my dad, and now I'm in the weirdest detention ever. Gwen sneered. Least your dad's around. Mine does month-long disappearing acts. And my mom's dead. Oh, and I'm here because I put paint in some clown's locker. Serves them right for badmouthing me. Her words were followed by an intense silence. Awkward. But I felt like I understood everyone a little better now. Oh, but hang on. The emo kid hadn't said anything. Hey, you. I looked at him. So, what's your story? He shrugged, and I didn't think he was going to talk. But then in a quiet voice, he said, I'm Stan. I never knew my dad. My mom isn't around, so I live with my grandparents. I'm here because I ignored the principal, but only because I had earphones in. Oh, 
I muttered out. Look, I'm sorry about your boots. I'll help you clean them if you like. Stan nodded. Jessica was right. I had been a bit harsh on him. Then Ned gave this awkward smile and said, Um, Jessica, I know I've been a jerk to you, but it's only because I, um, I like you. Jessica didn't do so much as flinch. She still kept studying her nails. Probably because having boys smitten over her was already a part of her daily routine. Well, I might like someone too. Phil stretched his arms behind his chair. I guess I like winding her up. He looked directly at me. I felt myself blushing, and I had this weird fluttering feeling in my stomach. But why? My heart started racing. Now what was I meant to do? Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.